In Conversation is a podcast series where members of the Swedish Chamber of Commerce for the UK meet and discuss ideas and explore different perspectives on a joint challenge. In this episode, Steve Edge, owner and creative director of Steve Edge Design, and Kieran O'Malley, head of commercial strategy at Trustly, talk about disruption and innovation, the opportunities and consequences for business, and how to navigate a world in constant change. So, hi, I'm Steve Edge. I have a branding design agency, which we um, have been in Shoreditch for over 35 years. Uh, We brand all things because a bit like this podcast today, it's about shaking up the establishment, bringing difference, finding difference, but true difference. Uh, Companies come to us all over the world, whether it's branding the America's Cup yacht or branding a a very, very old established company, that's what we do. It's about finding difference and making sure that that company is successful. Great, and I'm Kieran O'Malley. Um, I'm head of commercial strategy at a payments company called Trustly. We're headquartered in Stockholm uh, and we've been growing across Europe ever since. Um, What does Trustly do? Well, it's a, a very simple bank payment. It takes all of the hassle out of how to purchase for things uh, and allows you to buy straight from your bank account without a card. Um, it's simple, safe, and secure. Yeah, disruption is very interesting for me. You know, it's um, disruptions about change. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, we want to find change, and 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 you know, when we look at this word disruption, we assume that it's a new word. Actually, it's always gone on. Disruption has always gone on way back. Because how did they do the pyramids without disruption? How could they build such a gigantic statue when there is nothing available that we could imagine today what they use? So we know it's always gone on. Um, And of course, if we look at innovation that comes from disruption, what's interesting about innovation is it's about change, finding change and and, and obviously something new. So, So we're looking for new, when it comes to innovation and disruption to try and find that new. (laughs) So kind of one goes hand in hand with the other. Yeah, I pick up on that hand in hand thing. Um, I look at these perhaps a little bit differently. They're really interesting things to observe. When you're in the midst of trying to do something, I think if you chase disruption, you, you potentially don't achieve anything. What you need to chase is customer obsession. Trying to solve something that the customer wants or needs that they may not fully understand how to solve it. And you solve that in a new way. You solve that in a very simple way. And all of a sudden, that, and we can talk about what innovation means, but that, to me, is important to innovation. Then you get disruption. You've solved it in a change. Well, you have to have a reason. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, and the reason, as you quite rightly say, you know, for me, if we look at you know, true disruption, um, usually what comes out of the disruption is something you didn't think was going to happen. Right, exactly. You know, if we look at Facebook and you know, it was designed to do this, but in the end it becomes that. So people always put it down to disruption. You know, one of the things for me about you know, branding when it comes to disruption, because we are branders and we're always trying to find that disruption, which is, as you quite rightly said earlier on, it's about you know, what what is that thing that the customer wants? They, they all say they're different. They all want difference. They all want to be perceived in the market as bringing a different way of approach and bringing new product. But, you know, do they really believe it? And, and, 
and are they comfortable with it because disruption brings change and then change is can be good but it also can be disastrous because you know people only talk about being disruptive when it's actually winning but if it's not winning people don't talk about it and a great example of that going back in the turn of the century when the industrial revolution came along and that brand coca-cola was out there one of the biggest companies well it sold brown sugar water all right had a bit of cocaine in it which helped right but you know apart from that that's what they were selling guess what everybody nicked it globally everybody was selling coca-cola and the only way for coca-cola to really control it and disrupt it how could they disrupt this they disrupted it by creating the coca-cola bottle that was so expensive to produce so difficult to make that they knew full well that that would be the power of their brand so they disrupted the market to create not just the product that they were selling but the vessel to hold the liquid which they knew no one could afford to make that bottle and therefore because there was not that manufacturing around that could make that bottle or it would be too expensive for somebody ripping it off coca-cola had the lion's share and today we know why we love that coca-cola bottle it's because wow we know what's in it yeah and it's so impressive there that this idea if you were to try and extract from that it, it's about sometimes having non-linear change rather than just carrying on doing the same thing you're doing in the same way I, I look at phones as a great example maybe a little bit more stayed one but we, we were in a place in sort of 2005-2006 where phones were sort of getting a bit more powerful, they all had a very clear um, keyboard, they were all much of the muchness and they just got a bit more powerful or a bit more funky each time but it was always the same way. And then all of a sudden out pops the iPhone, I know it's a common example but it was such a different way of solving problems. You know, the fact that I actually as a consumer looked at it and thought I'll never buy that because it hasn't got a keyboard and I love a keyboard. but as time moved on, that disruptive technology allowed me to do things that I really wanted. I didn't even know that I wanted to be solved by that solution. How crazy is that? Um, and that's why I like this idea of not just linear, moving forward change, it's something out of step. You know, in your example, the Coca-Cola bottle had almost nothing to do with the taste of the product. Well, actually it does, as we know, the brand is important to it. But at that time, they probably didn't realise how such a out of the box, I'm gonna rewind there, out of the box, I'm not the biggest fan of that term, but a non-linear change meant that they built a great company. Yeah, they did, they did build a great company. And, and of course, but as I say, you know, it's always about, um, uh, uh, you know, having a goal, as you say, yeah. you, you know, you need to have a goal and that's what brings that to us. Yeah. Um, you know, recently we just uh, branded the, well, the oldest jewellers in the world called Garrards. And they came to see us because they'd lost their royal warrant, ironically. Oh, wow. Which was interesting because, because of being disruptive, they'd got this super amazing person, which we know, but I won't mention their name, but, you know, she created a range of jewellery for them that was disruptive. But it was disruptive in the wrong way. It was, you know, diamond-studded pistols and all sorts of things that were kind of more for the rap market, mm. not for the garage market. Mm. And the Queen wasn't happy, <laughs> and, but now she's happy. So it's been changed back now to more formal, still innovative, mm. but pushing it to the boundary that people want. Mm. So, you know, it, it's an interesting story because, 
you know, how you can get it wrong and how you can get it right. Yeah. And she was then addressing the needs of her core customers, right? And, you know, doing it in different ways. Whereas I guess if you forget who that customer is, then you sometimes lose your way a little bit. Well, exactly. You know, there's a limit on how far, you know, why people use us, you know, regardless of the brands around the world, it's for us to look at finding difference. Because hmm. everybody says they're different. And when we say, why you're different, they go, because we are. But guess what? They believe they're different and they are different, but they just don't know how to sell it or yeah, articulate who they it, are. Yeah, exactly that. So for us, we find that difference. And of course, we always find that difference because everybody's got a great story to be told, but they don't tell it. They don't tell it in a way that is, you know, innovative, exciting, you know, no nonsense. And, and people then buy into that because it's, wow, you know, they are different. And of course, because it's always about too much information. Information, right? And if you have too much information, people are thinking, who are they? What are they? They haven't got time to look at their websites. But for us to bring difference is always, instead of being informational, bring inspirational. Mm. Make it inspirational. People want to be around inspiring people and read inspiring things and get excited by inspiring companies. So, you know, that's how we disrupt it mm. by, you know, less is more, telling it simple and straight. And of course, it brings change. And that's a very simple way of disrupting, but it's very successful. And it's so funny how you're doing it at a completely different end of the spectrum around the product and what motivates people to make that purchase or use that brand. For us, that simplicity is about saying, well, let's not get in the way of that experience that you've worked so hard to create by having some slightly challenging experience when you actually go to pay. Because people, once they're on that cashier, once they're there, they've been inspired, hopefully, they, they want the product. What they need is a, a piece of technology that allows them to move money from their bank account into the merchant or the service provider's bank account with as little fuss as possible. They don't need to have to go and register for something else and then start a whole new experience with someone else that may distract them from what they were originally there for. They just need simplicity. Yeah. And I think you know, one of the great innovation areas that we're experiencing that's allowing people to spend less time doing functional things and more time doing things that inspire them is the ability to prove who you are through identity. So much of our lives are around proving who we are and that we have the things that we say we have. If I can just prove via fingerprint or face ID or however it may be and that I have this money and it can move across, I can get on with doing what I actually want to do, which is hopefully buying a greatly branded service. <laughs> it's very good, it's very good, exactly that. We all want a simple life. We do. We all, you know, nobody's got time anymore, yeah. you know, which is a very interesting one. You know, we see people, you know, everybody, you get on the underground now and everybody's on their iPhone, nobody has eye contact. And I'm sure, you know, it's, it is an, it's an interesting, world we're now living in and we have to embrace it um, and you can't go woe is me um, but at the end of the day you know you can still get back out in the woods as I always say and make a fire and you know smoke your pipe and look at the stars but you know that that's something in my mind that is magical about this change right? you know change as we've said between us both can be quite you know we're back on disruptive but it can be quite worrying but perhaps in a kind of positive way all of these innovations around AI and allowing something to make decisions on your behalf that you would likely to have made or taking the administration out of making a payment or all of these things, if we can narrow them down and make them simpler, we have more time in our lives to spend on things we actually care about, we really care about. 
and you know maybe a slightly utopian view of that is it allows us to spend more time learning it allows us to spend more time in arts and all these other areas which hopefully would yeah again this is a, a generational thing but allow us to spend more time thinking a bit more deeply about some of these problems i totally agree it's a very good point but also it's because we can cherry pick right yeah so if we can cherry pick with technology we can say we can use this for this this yeah. for that and, but have, energy, control. and have control yeah. and then for us we can then go off and go on our fly fishing trips or yeah, you, know, exactly. you, you know do what you want and it's very interesting about when it comes to you know business you know when you talk about business needs and i always talk about how do they stay ahead of the curve um and you know going back to this inspirational not informational it's also about being lateral not literal <laughs> there's too much people that are literal and organizations are so literal that they all look the same in the same sector because they're all literal mm. we had funny enough a company come to us who had restored nelson's column they'd restored greenwich naval college hampton court windsor castle but they said nobody knows of us mm. they're, they're called david ball restoration they're now an amazing company anyway they said would i help them when i looked at their letterhead 15 years old it said david ball restoration and underneath here we have this literal Brickwork, lead work, stone work, okay. concrete work, copper work. But then, of course, we said, well, you know, we have to change this. So it was very simple. We got rid of the David Ball restoration because David Ball was no longer there and they ring to speak to him and he wasn't there, which is not good for a business. But secondly, we came up with DBR, but underneath it, instead of the brickwork, lead work, stone work, copper work, we came up with DBR, making sure the past has a future. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, when you see that and hear that it's very simple because it is in a nutshell what you do mm. who you are and again it's a very simple little story because it's not what just goes outside the brand that says dbr making sure the past has a future it's if you ask any of those people within that company what do you stand for they would all go ah oh, we make sure the past has a future which is a big difference between stuttering and stammering and going oh brickwork legwork copper work so so we know how important it is this thing about you know as simple as that disrupting a construction industry instead of it you know if it's not on the tin then people don't know you do it yeah. but it's making sure that you spoon feed disruptive information that people see difference because of that and it's so funny because this is something that we're going through at the moment we're, we're a payments company it's so easy to classify it in such a narrow small way uh, my colleagues and i've been thinking about this quite a long time what do we actually do like, what, what do we do for the businesses? Not moving money around, not allowing people to play, etc., etc. What we do and what matters to our merchants is we help them acquire new customers. You know, they spend all of this money trying to get people onto their site. They spend money in great design agencies like this. And then we help them just with that final thing. Make it easy for them to get through the payment and they acquire the customer. And then we also, what, what, what businesses care about as well, they want to get customers, but they want to keep them and make them loyal customers. Well, actually... Again, little old payments is pretty damn important here, right? Like one of the great things about Trustly is we have this instant refund experience. So you, you've got the attention of the customer, they've purchased something, and maybe they've got to a point where they're gonna return a certain aspect. If you get that money back to them, that attention's still there and they get back onto your site. So something as simple as moving money is helping you be loyal, uh, or helping you build loyalty rather. And then something we spend a lot of time on is you know, around operational efficiencies. And it sounds unbelievably dull, but it's actually really important and it's something that can get missed over if you don't brand it the right way, if you don't put it across, prove the value. 
We talk about, we try and get people to think through the processes they have, the people, the hours, the experience of that you know, accounting assistant who has to go and hunt through thousands of transactions for it. And this is a real case. Someone purchased, uh, in Germany, they purchased a t-shirt with an invoice. Now the way you pay an invoice is you go onto your bank account and you send a payment, unless you have Trustly installed. Um, and someone put in their reference code, instead of the um, company's one, they put in white t-shirt because that was what they bought. And some poor person on the other side had to spend about probably a week, I guess, trying to reconcile, find the payment, work out what t-shirt was it and put it all together. That's a full expensive t-shirt. It's an ex week. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's an expensive t-shirt and it's you know a little bit back to your point about what did that construction company do? Well, what they were talking about were their methods, not their output. And it's a little bit similar with us when we talk about how the payments work. That's our method, but our output, our impact on you is completely different. Yes. So it's funny how, again, different industries and different it, it, ways. It really is, you know. Um, so one thing about, you know, trends, we talk about disruptive trends in business. And, uh, you know, my team, we have a specific web department that are all the back-end boys creating the fastest websites in the world and social media campaigns. And as we said, bringing that twist to the visual web as we know it. But... Um, you know, holograms are fantastic now, you know, and one of the things I've just seen recently that they sent me was the animal friendly circus. Now, <laughs> I, one, two things why I love this. First of all, I love animals. I've grew up with animals. We had a pet chimpanzee called Primo. That's me there on Raised with a Lost Star. My pet monkey Snuff when I was 22 with wow. Indiana. Um, and so I grew up with animals and we, and, and you know, and we, love animals and of course circuses was always a problem for me especially as a child because I hated to see anything in treated badly because we knew they had to be treated badly to behave as they did now we have a pure holographic circus that you go into the big top and the elephants the lions the tigers they're all holograms that are walking around the space wow. to which is quite amazing and you know, back to what we were talking about like your your what are you trying to deliver? You're trying to deliver that experience to that child of being around in the magic and your slightly, you know, non-linear, slightly out-of-the-box way has allowed to deliver that without some of the bad aftertaste. I mean, how magic is that? How magic. And also, you know, it's the, you know, the world is then, you know, what's next in that circus? You can bring anything you want. You know, you can have the Dinosaurs. Tyrannosaurus Rex chasing people around the room, which is going to be quite funny. You Without know. the downside of Jurassic Park has taught us. And then other technology, you know, what's interesting is, of course, you know, we're all used to apps now. You know, you know I've got several apps. One's called Grog Knots. I don't know if you know it. If you want to know how to tie a knot, the best app on the planet <laughs> because of my fishing and camping yeah. and climbing it's got every knot you ever need um animated shows you how to tie but one of the great I, th I think new companies we've just branded is a company called locally um and locally is a delivery company by hand and it's an app you go on and just say you want a cake picked up from fortnum and masons and delivered to you you go on the app it then the app goes out to people that are around that area the person goes in, picks up the product, and gets, and it's only public transport that this delivery service will use. Oh, wow. Only public transport. So, you know, as for innovation, you know, if somebody had said that to me, I don't know, not that long ago, what? Are you serious? How can, they, how can this work? It's working, and it's amazing because, exactly, you get a time on the app, how long it's gonna take before you get your delivery, person gets on the tube, get on the bus, whatever it is, and brings a product. 
I think it's an amazing concept, you know, and we used it, you know, obviously we tried it. It's pretty good. What um, did you get ordered? We ordered, <laughs> we ordered cakes from Fortnum and Mason. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Which was great because we were all waiting in great anticipation for our wonderful cakes. But, you know, it is a, it, it's, it's a, look, we're living in, you know, we're living in change and we're changing more rapid than we ever could believe. I don't know whether the human species is strong enough to cope with so much change all the time. We know full well that there will be an impact. You know, I did a TED talk, uh, with my TED talk, I was with a great guy and a do lecture, Tim Berners-Lee, who invented the web. And I asked him the question, when does the web, the World Wide Web, get the tumour? When will it? And we know it one day it will come. What are those consequences when that happens, the disruption that will be caused by this? And it's apparently every question that people ask him is the same one. Oh, really? Yeah. When will this thing go wrong? But, but not to be negative, you know, we have to make hay, live for the moment, always <laughs> remember that. Um, and, you know, for me, it's always you know, using technology in the right way, dipping in and out of what you like and what you don't like, mm. as you said earlier yeah. on. Control to do what you want to do. Exactly that. Mm. And, you know, uh, the thing about, as for me, as always, is this problem about when it comes to businesses, always, as we said, they're trying to find the new, the new, the new, whatever direction they go on their exploration and doing this and doing that. It's always about, in business, keeping it very simple. You want people to go, I love this, without having any hiccups or any brow beating. They just want it all. And that's the power of when you get the story, the brand, and of course, you know, the innovation. Right? Innovation on top. I want to go back actually to your point about change, because I'm fortunate enough to have a large Irish family and to be able to sort of see across, I guess, almost four generations worth. And it's funny when you look at sort of grandparents' age, for them, they actually probably went through the biggest change that any generation has gone through, right? My grandparents grew up in the Second World War and went through, and there they've experienced huge amounts of change, but for them, culturally, change was something that happened then stopped. And then I see kind of my parents' generation, they kind of expected change, but they expected it at a five to 10 year rate. Okay, so they, they, they were kind of comfortable that TVs would get better, but it took longer. And then I feel like my generation, the kind of around sort of 30 lot, we, we sort of expect change, but we're constantly surprised by what we deliver. And now with my, my cousins are having children and these kids are in their sort of, you know, 10 to 12, and they just expect everything to get better all the time, constantly. They, they've got to the point where the, the expectation for change is almost you know, a demand for change. And I think that, that kind of cultural transition will hopefully allow us to be able to deal with ever-increasing speeds of change. Um, so maybe that's a positive way of, of thinking about it. <laughs> it's very positive. I mean, as you say, these 10-year-olds, you know, at one time they would be told off for using their iPhones in their bedroom at night. Now people are saying, come on, you can win 1.2 million quid on a gaming program. <laughs> so, you know, I think there's going to be change, change with how parents perceive that too. I think from my side, what was so interesting is to see the other side, right? And, and to see how you are spending time being able to take people who maybe have disruptive products, maybe have a way of innovating but need to explain it to people. Um, and it's amazing how complex that, or how 
challenging it is to get an explanation of something complex into something so simple that people really can engage with. Um, I think my other thing I would like people to take away is, is a sort of positive feel around technology being able to reduce um, how difficult our lives can be sometimes, some of the admin, and actually allow us to spend time doing things we really want to do and we love. Yeah, 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 I agree. And, and for me, you know, as always, you know, to chat around a table is always good because it's always inspiring and you come away with something that is probably you, you hadn't thought about. And for me, it's always tapping into the mind to take you to a different part and a different story to a different journey. Um, and that's why I always like this. But of course, when we look at technology and we look at futures, for me, I get very, very excited by it all. I mean, I think we are living, as we say, what I take away, that I live every day, I wake up every morning and it is exciting. And we have the, you know, uh, 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 you know, although we see disaster everywhere, believe it or not, we are now living on this planet. It's the safest time in its life over it began. Mm. That it's, we are probably as lucky as people on this planet as, as whoever has been, mm. we really are. And all I can say is yes, we have to embrace technology, we have to embrace futures, but remember, don't get hung up on it and don't <laughs> let it frighten the life out of you. And if it's too difficult, give it the elbow and move on to something that would find that you can you know, enjoy and use. But above all else, it's definitely, uh, it, it's a fun time.